welcome to Pop Goes Culture, the podcast where we look at pop culture and wonder what makes it pop. I'm Marie, and in case you're hearing a weird noise in the background, I just used my printer to print out some flyers for a recovery group I go to, so my printer was just in the process of shutting down. Um, so another thing I want to talk about before I get to today's topic is... I had on Twitter that the podcast was going to go on hiatus for a little while. Um, I'm kind of a mini little thing here. Like, I had to take some time off because I've been having some little sinus issues and everything. And I thought I was going to be moving soon. But right now, that's on hold because I don't know what's happening with the place that we were looking into moving to. So, I'm going to continue doing this for a little while and yeah let's see where it goes so I kind of did like a thing almost reminiscent of the 90s if you will for many with the Nicktoons I'm going to stick on that 90s theme for right now and talk about some movies that were popular in the 90s or infamous in the 90s and I'm going to start it with one called Kids. Now it's a weird movie. I remember seeing this a couple times in the 90s and it was just a strange film. It was it's from 1995 and it was directed by Larry Clark who I don't think he has done too much in the last in the last few years if anything he's he's still alive by the way he's like 79 years old now but he hasn't really done like any any big films in the last couple of years I mean he did he did more like I guess you call it indies like Marta Girl oh Marfa Girl my bad and like The Smell of Us were his more recent ones. He has one that was a French short film that he co-directed called A Day in a Life. So he hasn't he hasn't really done much. And of course Kids was actually kind of like his first big directorial film. And you know he he's done like books and like photography books like one called Tulsa and his work focuses mostly on youth who casually engage in legal drug use underage sex violence and are part of some sort of subculture you know like skateboarders punk rockers surfers etc kids is really no exception to that rule it was kind of an interesting thing because it looked at these these teenagers that were engaging in sexual acts substance abuse and it's all throughout one single day and you know New York Times described the film as Lord of the Flies with skateboard nitroxide and hip hop there is no thunderous moral reckoning only observational detachment which is a very legit assumption and 
you know, this this was actually deemed controversial in 1995, caused a lot of public debate over the artistic merit, mostly because of the whole themes of underage sex and drugs. It received an NC-17 rating by the Motion Picture Association, but it was theatrically released without a rating. And the film grossed about $20.4 million, and it was a $1.5 million budget. So, the film starts with this teenage boy who, his name's Telly, and he is making out with this 12-year-old girl, and he kind of persuades her into having sex for the first time. And she, like I said, she's a virgin. Telly, as we find out, has a thing for sex with virgins. Because you hear it in the voiceover. He he prefers virgins mostly because they're clean. That's how he put it in, in the voiceover. And, you know, so it starts out with that. And then, you know, he... He goes, meets up with his buddy Casper, who, you know, he goes, you know, he goes with him to this corner store. Casper steals malt liquor. And then, you know, they were looking for a place to hang out and everything. They head over to their one friend's apartment, which despite them saying how much they didn't like him on the way there. And... You know, they joined other boys in bragging about their sex lives. And they were very nonchalant and open about having unprotected sex and about venereal diseases. And, you know, the, they smoked marijuana while watching a skating video. Casper inhales nitrous oxide out of balloons, which is a common which is actually a common theme with them doing drugs, as you would see if you keep seeing this. And, you know, it's, it's crazy in a way, but it's also really unusual. And then, and then there's another one where it's these girls and one of them was, you know, it's these two friends and, one of them named Jenny ends up testing positive for HIV because it's Jenny and her friend Ruby. They, they talk about sex. They talk about how they, you know, about oral sex, losing virginity, different terms for sex. And then they cut to when Ruby and Jenny went to this free clinic to get tested for STDs and here Ruby only had Ruby had several sexual partners. Jenny only had one. Ruby tests negative for all STDs including HIV but Jenny tests positive for HIV. And here was Telly that she was the only one that she's been with. And she spends the rest of the day trying to find him to tell him that she tested positive for HIV and you know we see Telly going and you know he's 
he goes back to his house with Casper. They steal money from his from his mother, who was kind of preoccupied with taking care of the baby. They went they went bought some pot. They meet up with a few friends. They get a lesson in blunt rolling, which blunts for those of you that don't know. And I kind of have an idea about this because when I was in high school, this was kind of a big thing in, in high school. What they would do is they would take like a cigar and they would hollow out the cigar and they would fill it with the marijuana and then roll it into, and you know, it would be rolled with the tobacco leaf. So it would basically form like a almost like a cigar but it had marijuana in it now it took also took its name from the famous Phillies blunt which is a brand of cigar a very cheap cigar which originated in the Philadelphia area so a little piece of trivia and then of course you know they they show they show the guys you know taunting a gay couple through the park and and then beating up beating up somebody who who they bump into and they don't know whether or not they they killed this guy and then here here they end up picking up this 13 year old girl named Darcy who is is like the virginal younger sister of an acquaintance of theirs and here they go to a public pool do all the crazy stuff kids do and then the group goes to an unsupervised party where where Telly ends up actually having sex with Darcy and Jenny's still looking for Telly and you know she goes to even goes so far as to go to a rave and here here she ends up taking like some form of ecstasy which turns out to be a depressant and you know it all ends with um all ends with Telly having sex with Darcy which exposes Darcy to HIV and then Jenny ends up at the party, but she passes out on the couch among other sleeping party goers. Casper ends up raping Jenny, which exposes him to HIV. And, you know, another teen at the party witnesses assault. And then, and then, you know, it's like, the final thing is Casper wakes up the next morning and says, Jesus Christ, what happened? It, it's a strange, strange movie and it's rather unusual. And so, so, like I said, it was released in the, in 1995 and it was very controversial for 1995 and I think it would still be very controversial in 2022. And, you know, Miramax 
they paid $3.5 million for the worldwide distribution rights. And it's interesting because Miramax was, at the time, owned by Disney. And here, um, Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, I know y'all heard of him because of the because he was that sex offender that was the reason why the Me Too movement started. They were forced to buy back the film from Disney and they created they created a one-off of their company called Shining Excalibur to release this film due to Disney's policy that forbade the NC-17 rating. And you know, they tried to appeal to the MPAA at at the time Disney had it to lower to an R, which the appeal was denied. In fact, very interesting factoid, a lot of appeals have been denied on MPAA ratings. I think the only one I heard that was successful was the case of the movie Solaris. And Solaris was a film in 2002, which I'm probably going to do another podcast on just Solaris because it it's a very interesting thing. But Solaris was originally rated R. And then Steven Sodenberg went to the MPAA and petitioned for it to be lowered. And it was to a PG-13. So, interesting factoid on MPAA ratings. Now, the film, like I said, it cost $1.5 million to produce this film. And it grossed $7.4 million in the North American box office. And then, worldwide, it, was, it made $20 million. And here, according to Peter Biskin, who wrote the book Down and Dirty Pictures, they... You know, people have stated that Harvey and Bob Weinstein might have personally profited up to two million a piece for this film. Rotten Tomatoes, it based on fifty-seven reviews, has a score of forty-six percent. And you know, the site basically the overall thing with the site's reviews say that kids ain't afraid. I mean, Kids isn't afraid to test viewers' limits, but to the point of its nearly nonstop provocation is likely to be lost in all the repellent characters' unpleasant imaginary imagery, I mean. And, you know, I mean, it, people, you know, got mixed reviews in a way because um, Roger Ebert gave it 3 out of 5, 3.5 stars out of 4, and... Um, you know, Metacritic, 63 out of 100, based on 18 critic reviews. New York Times called it, called it a wake-up call to the modern world. And other critics have called it borderline child pornography. Now, it, it got some accolades, but it was more... It was more, like, weird... It was more like stuff outside of what we in America would consider the mainstream. So basically, no Oscars. But, you know, it 
was nominated for the Palme d'Or and the Golden Camera at at Cannes in 1995. It won one Independent Spirit Award, which was for Best Debut Performance, and it was nominated for three others. 1996, it won the Stinker's Bad Movie Award. It was actually a dishonorable mention for the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards for Worst Picture, which... I looked it up, the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. It's kind of an L.A. version of the Golden Raspberry. And, you know, it's still kind of a thing in the pop culture lexicon because, because you know, there was, there were a couple, there have been a couple rappers that have, that have made references to it. Mac Miller, Whale, Dr. Dre... The weekend also described his childhood as kids without AIDS. And then like there was one song by a metal band that was called I Thought You Met Telly and Turned Me Into Casper. So yeah, it's still kind of a big thing in the American lexicon. Now, like I said, I saw kids a couple of times. And I was very surprised on the fact that some of the some of the actress some of the performers that were in this they you know some of them you haven't heard of in a long time but there were a couple of actresses that were in this that you have heard of Chloe Sevigny who of course as we know was in Big Love. And Boys Don't Cry was in it. She played Jenny. Um, Ruby was actually played by Rosario Dawson. And for those of you that do not know who Rosario Dawson is, she is she's known for a lot of different films. She was actually in in like Rent, which was a great movie, by the way. Loved it. And you know she did. She did a voice in the Lego Batman movie. She was in she was in a live stream theater version of Rocky Horror. She was in Men in Black 2, I think it was. I'm trying to think. Was it 2? I'm actually looking at her filmography on IMDb. Yeah, it was 2 cuz she was um she was the um descendant of that of the alien queen. That had the light of the Starthon. And, you know, so... So those were, like, the more known performers from that movie. What do I think of this movie? You know, I think it is kind of an interesting, provocative view of youth in, in New York City in the 90s. And it... It's kind of a it's kind of a provocative view of youth in the nineties altogether because you know in the nineties and I'm gonna say this because I, I grew up in I grew up around that era. Um we were not the people that were that were kinda sheltered. We weren't the people that we weren't the kids that you know, their parents were always around. We, 
we grew up where we had, you know, maybe one parent was working, maybe both parents were working, maybe we were in houses with a single parent, or, you know, I knew people that were in foster families a lot. I actually knew one guy who was raised by his grandparents. So, so yeah, the family dynamic was very different, which, you know, you saw that a lot in this because, because you really didn't see that many positive adult role models in the film. You saw a lot of drug use, which I can tell you right now, growing up back then, you know, I would always hear about kids that were that were like into drugs and everything. I actually knew a couple guys in my high school that that were potheads. In fact, funny thing is, I actually know one kid who was arrested in a drug bust in my high school. And I went to a high school in suburban Philadelphia. <laughs> so wrap that one around your head. I mean, also there was a lot of talk about STDs back then. I still remember when I was in high school, we had people from Planned Parenthood come out and talk about STDs. So, yeah. And it's actually kind of interesting, though, that that they did not talk about teen pregnancy. Because, because to be honest with you, I saw more about teen pregnancy back in the 90s as opposed to somebody contracting HIV AIDS, which, you know, I know that was still a thing, but, but also in the nineties, you got to keep in mind, that's when a lot of the drugs that are out now to help combat the issues with HIV AIDS were starting to come out. So it's very interesting that they talked about STDs and HIV, but not teen pregnancy. Just, just because it's just interesting that they didn't. And, you know, to me, this movie, it's, it's kind of a weird one because, you know, they're talking about teenagers having sex and everything else. And I get really, really graphic about it. Not necessarily in way of the act itself but more in the talk about it. I mean, sure, there are sex scenes that depict teenagers having sex, but, you know, maybe it's borderline child pornography. I really, I really don't want to get into that argument. But to me, it just shows that point in time how society really has... And I'm going to say has because it still goes on today in 2022. Society really has kind of took the youth of America and acted like they are pretty much nothing. They, they are pretty much expendable. There's no outlets for them other than hanging out in a park, skateboarding, doing drugs. I mean, that's. I mean, you don't see that everywhere, but it's still very common in 
in the inner cities in America today in 2022. So, yeah. Overall, I was not a big fan of this movie back in the 90s. I'm still not a big fan of this movie. I remember watching it as recent as college and thinking, what the fuck is this? So yeah, kids, a eh, pop factor of about maybe two. It was pretty stale, trust me. Whew, that was interesting. So that's all the time we have for this installment. And next, I'm going to be talking about another interesting kind of thing, if you will. Kind of a coming of age for people like me growing up. Maybe another thing. Something else from the 90s. I'm going to talk about, in the next episode, the sitcom Friends. That should be very interesting. I'm going to go from kids to friends. How fun. So that's all the time we have today. This podcast, as always, is written, produced, researched by me. And I'm hosted by Anchor. Log on to anchor.fm to get your podcast hosted. You can also have the capability to be hosted on several other hosting platforms which I am. I am on Amazon. I'm on Google. I'm on Apple. I'm on a pretty good portion. Just search for Pop Goes the Culture with an exclamation point and you will probably find me on your favorite podcast service. Follow me on Twitter at PopCulture267. I'm also on Instagram under the same name and Look for the Facebook page. Just search for Pop Goes the Culture and you will find it. And until then, don't forget to be awesome. Bye. Oh, thank you.